holy days and holy joys. Tomorrow is Simchat Torah, joy in the Torah. And our, uh, our readings today touch on the idea of holy days and holy joys. And the reason I think that uh, we ought to consider this is that one of the great defamations of God's name is that uh, sometimes many people feel that Jewish holidays are a drag, an obligation, a boring, a boring obligation that it's best to avoid if you can. That's terrible. That's not the way God intended it. He wants our holy days to be holy joys, and he wants that joy to spill over into our lives. And we're going to look at that together today. So I'm going to call on Steve Lolly again to do to reread passages of the Torah reading. Here's the first, and then I'll, I'll draw a conclusion from that that we're going to look at together. So Steve, would you begin, please? Yes. Every year you must take one-tenth of everything your seed produces in the field and eat it in the presence of Adonai, your God. In the place where he chooses to have his name live, you will eat the tenth of your grain, new wine and olive oil, and the firstborn of your cattle and sheep, so that you will learn to fear Adonai, your God, always. Keep going. But if the distance is too great for you so that you're unable to transport it, because of the place where Adonai chooses to put his name is too far away from you. Then, when Adonai your God prospers you, you are to convert it into money, take the money with you, go to the place which Adonai your God will choose, and exchange the money for anything you want, cattle, sheep, wine, other intoxicating liquor, anything you please. And if you are to eat there in the presence of Adonai your God and enjoy yourselves, you and your household. Now just look at that. You want to eat, you, 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 uh, you'd exchange the money for anything you want, cattle, sheep, wine, other intoxicating liquor, or anything you please. And you're to eat there in the presence of Adonai, your God, and enjoy yourselves, you and your household. Does that sound like boring uh, festivals that need to be avoided at all costs? I don't think so. So what's the point? God-ordained spirituality must not be joyless and austere. It involves embodied joy. What is meant by embodied joy? What does this mean that God ordains that God ordains spirituality is not? First question. Embodied joy is joy that is not just up in your head. It's not just a concept that you dwell in. It is something which is fully experienced by yourself as a human being. We are meant to be physical creatures. That's why the resurrection exists. God is not going to raise us at the end of days as a stunt. It's because we're not fully human without our bodies. And so, God wants us to experience the fullness of joy as full human beings, not in some little, little restricted, uh, pristine spiritual corner of our personality, but full-throated, embodied joy. And I just want to give you a chance to, enjoy, to see this demonstrated. Hold on one moment.
just a second, just a second. I am going to do something very, very heretical. I'm going to uh, use illustrations from uh, a very non-Jewish holiday, well, in some ways a non-Jewish holiday, but one of my favorite stories, which of course is uh, the Christmas Carol. Now, I want you to think about Fezziwig. If you've never seen the Christmas Carol, I, I permit you to leave the service and go, <laughs> go get a YouTube. I watch it in every conceivable version during my life, I try to watch them every year. They always move me to tears. And uh, there's one or two versions here that I haven't seen. But uh, Fezziwig was Scrooge's boss when he was a young man. And Fezziwig is a model of embodied joy. So let's fell a bit. Have your attention for a moment. <laughs> Mr. Marley Brothers. My old partners as they were as last. Can I have your attention, please? Why, yeah! Thank you. Welcome to Fuzzy Wagon Mom's annual Christmas party. At this time in the proceedings, it is a tradition for me to make a little speech. And it's a tradition for us to take a little nap. <laughs> Fuzzywig, otherwise known as Fezziwig. Uh, Fezziwig was the boss 
and he really knew how to have a good time. Scrooge had spent his life forgetting how to have a good time. So I, I think of Fezziwig as a, as a model of embodied joy. Let's go on. Steve is going to help us, uh, Steve Lolly. Would you continue reading, Steve? But don't neglect the levy standing with you because he has no share or inheritance like yours. At the end of every three years, you are to take all the tenths of your produce from that year and store it in your towns. Then the levy, because he has no share or inheritance like yours, along with the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow living in your towns, will come eat and be satisfied so that Adonai, your God, will bless you and everything your hands produce. So what's the problem? God-ordained spirituality must not forget to provide for the dependent and the less fortunate. Generosity is holy and stinginess is unholy. Have you ever known anyone who demonstrated the holiness of generosity by reflecting in their own lives the lavish generosity of God? Generous people spread joy. Stingy people don't have it and don't give it. Let's look at another vid. Oh, come on. Uh, <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, really? Can I have your attention for a moment? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Molly Brothers. My old partners as they were slaves. Can I have your attention? Rabbi, it's not on the screen. Uh, well, that's okay because it's the wrong it's the wrong vid. Okay. So I'm going to uh, I'm gonna punt here just a moment. I just want you to remember Scrooge. Um, Dickens' brilliant portrayal of Scrooge. Scrooge is a very, very rich man, but he is extremely stingy. He's the epitome of stingy. He doesn't have any joy. He doesn't spread any joy. That's the bad example. We, if we're pursuing God-ordained spirituality, um, we should not only have embodied joy, but we should be generous with other people. Everybody can be generous. I'll tell you a story. Michael Schiffman, my good friend, does humanitarian work in Eastern Europe. One time he was in Azerbaijan, where there have been Jews there since the time uh, of, the, of uh, the Second Temple. They're called mountain Jews. And in the capital of Azerbaijan, which is right next door to Iran, uh, he uh, met a man who was selling matches and shoelaces on the steps of a burned out building. That's what he did for a living, selling matches and shoelaces. And uh, Michael, who was there to do humanitarian work, met the man who was a Jewish man, and the man took him back to his house, which was not really a house, but a shack. And the man uh, wanted to give him an avocado or something that he had. And Michael 
and this was very generous to this man because he had very, 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 very little. And Michael wanted to give him some money, which was the equivalent of at least three years of three months of his income. And the man said, no, thank you. He says, God takes care of me. That's a story. He felt that God was generous. He himself was generous. He didn't have anything, but he had a generous spirituality. And we too should learn from our Torah reading to have a generous spirituality. Steve is going to read for us again. If someone among you is needy, one of your brothers, in any of your towns and your land, which Adonai your God is giving you, you are not to harden your heart or shut your hand from giving to your needy brother. No, you must open your hand to him and lend him enough to meet his need and enable him to obtain what he wants. You must give to him, and you are not to be grudging when you give to him. If you do this, Adonai your God will bless you in all your work and everything you undertake. For there will always be poor people in the land. That is why I'm giving you this order. You must open your hand to the poor, to your poor and needy brother in your land. So what's the point? God ordains spirituality must be liberal so as to deliver others from dependency, even upon yourself. Uh, Rambam, uh, Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon, who lived at 11th, 11th into the 12th century, said that the highest form of charity, of tzedakah, was to give uh, anonymously to enable people to become self-sufficient, but that they might not know that you helped them. That was the highest form. But this idea of helping people to become self-sufficient, we read about, uh, we, let's see if we can see this, about Bob, Bob Cratchit, when uh, Scrooge is going to help Cratchit. Let's see. <laughs> Let's take a look. This is from a production of the Christmas Carol that I have never seen, but it looks fascinating. And here it is. Contemplate this. This is after Scrooge has had his three visitations and he has been totally transformed. It's Christmas morning. Bob Cratchit is coming in. It's the day after Christmas, rather. Bob Cratchit is coming in, but he's a few minutes late. And Scrooge is going to play a game with him. Full 16 minutes late. What do you mean by coming here at this time of day? I'm very sorry, sir. I am a bit behind in my time. You are indeed. Skip in here. Please, only once in years. It shall not be repeated. I was making rather merry yesterday. Now I'll tell you what, Mr. Cratchit. I'm not going to stand for this sort of thing any longer. And therefore, and therefore, I am about to raise your salary. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, Bob. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Bob. 
given you in many a year. And raise your salary and do whatever I can to help your struggling family. And we'll discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a bowl of Christmas punch. But first, let's make up the fires. I want you to go out <laughs> and buy another scuttle of coal before you dot another eye, Bob Cratchit. Off with you, Bob. We were saving to do. Hey, oh, Bob. Yeah. Yes, sir. By the way, sir. <laughs> That scrimmage was better than his word. He did all that he said he would, and more. To our tiny Tim, who got wealth, Scrooge was like a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master, as good a man as the good old city ever knew. And it was always sick. But he knew how to keep Christmas well. And so, as tiny Tim said, God bless us! So, what he did, what Scrooge did subsequently is he revolutionized the, the, the life of the whole concert family so they became self-sufficient. And uh, that's one of the points of our consideration today, that God ordained spirituality must be liberal so as to deliver others from dependency even upon oneself. What might we do to enable the less fortunate to be self-sufficient instead of us dependent? That's a good question. It's a very good question. So, from the Haftorah we read this, King David, uh, King Solomon said, May these words of mine which I have used in my plea before Adonai be present with Adonai our God day and night, so that we will, he will uphold the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel day by day. Then all the peoples of the earth will know that Adonai is God. There is no other. So be wholehearted with Adonai our God. Let's avoid holiday observances and things like that that are just kind of grudging necessities. Be wholehearted without a know your God, living by his laws and observing his mitzvot as you are today. God ordained spirituality must be something in which we invest ourselves. It is not to be a religion on the take, but religion on the give. It is a Shema faith, requiring that we invest ourselves fully in our life with God and his world. We must be wholehearted in his service. Let's pray. God, forgive us for being stingy with you. We're still learning. I'm an old man. I'm still learning the ABCs. Of relationship with you. Help us 
not to give you a corner of our lives, a portion of our time. Help us to love you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. Help us to be wholehearted and generous in our life with you and wholehearted and generous in our life with people. Help us to be have eyes to see those who are needy and to help them. Help us to be involved in helping people get on their feet. Help us, Lord, that our holy days would be times of holy joy and that that holy joy would spill out into the world. Even as we saw in this story about Scrooge, that not only was his life transformed, but he brought joy to everyone because of the joy you brought to him. May that, true, may that be true for us. May we be dispensers of joy in the world because of the joy you've brought to us. We ask this in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Okay, my friends. We're coming close to our end. Hold on a moment. So how are we going to do this? Do we're going to give it to you on the screen. What he taught us, how are we going to have the Shema safe? How are we going to do what, please? Huh. I'm sorry, I forgot my mind. Okay. Let me get back to work. Just a minute. No. Just a second. Okay. Now we come to Violeno, just a second.